what's going on ladies and gentlemen welcome back to another episode of cut the crap i'm your host christian here with my main man steven and rex let's get it going what's going on ladies and gentlemen welcome back to another episode of cut the crap i'm your host christian here with my main man pj how's it going today pj what's going on bro it's been a while since i've been back up here bro i know man it has it has been a while man we're glad to have you back uh for you og listeners pj was up here when he talked about becoming an entrepreneur and how to start it he kind of gave you guys tips and all that um, so we had to bring him back. And uh, the reason why we're bringing him back is just because a lot of you um, that do listen to the podcast and I've talked to personally offline, I know are starting to get into the photography business, right? So photography seems to be the new wave everybody's trying to do. They want to buy a camera. They want to get into it. So I figured why not bring the best from the beach out here? I mean, he he's one of the best out there, people. If you don't know, he's going to be modest about it and say he's not. But he is. He does cheerleading events. He's doing basketball events. He does photo shoots for teams that make them look amazing. I'm just saying he is. You guys want a good photographer? If you're in the Hampton Roads area, you got to reach out to this man. He would definitely take good care of you. Bro, so, if I wasn't dark skin, I'd be blushing right now. <laughs> it is. Um, listen, man, I got to give you your roses, bro. You, you are you are amazing at what you do, your craft. And, you know, you got to give the roses when they're due. Um, unfortunately today guys we're not gonna have steven or rex on with us uh rex has started a new position where he's working nights as of right now but he will be back um to regular shift as of next week so we'll have him back for you guys don't worry and steven is at the baseball world classic today's the championship game as we're recording it is usa versus japan last i saw japan was winning and i had to come and record so i don't know who's winning now but Whoever wins, it was a great series. Um, I didn't get a chance to go, unfortunately. Had some mechanical issues with my vehicle that came up with un undue expenses I wasn't ready for. And then, you know, just couldn't afford going down there and then paying for the tickets and everything. It was just, it was going to put me in debt. And that's something I'm trying to stay out of is, you know, staying debt free. But enough about me, guys. Um, let's get back into this here. PJ. So, like I said earlier, I feel like this is the wave right now. This is the new thing that everybody's getting to is it's photography. I don't know if people just think it's simple, it's easy. You know, have you noticed a lot more photographers um, coming into the game, coming into the scene lately? Uh, I mean, that's, that's always, bro. Whenever we get to certain seasons, uh, it is usually around the same seasons. Christmas. So Christmas time when all the presents is coming in, uh, a lot of people are asking for cameras because they want to do these photo shoots. They got these ideas they want to do. Um, you know, they see people out making money from photography. And then you re-up again. We'll say that around this time. It's tax time. You know, you got a couple extra stacks coming in. I'm going to go ahead and drop it in the camera. Like you said, you've been talking to a lot of people. Um, and myself, I've been getting calls literally from family members, from from cousins, from friends, people I see out at events, like, yeah, you know, I just purchased a camera. You know, what tips do you have for me? Um, and I mean, it's, it's always the same thing. Like, it doesn't matter who it is. Uh, you know, the experience, they have to stop somewhere. So I tell them, like, learn your camera. That's it, point blank, period. And then you can start to, you know, progress from there. But yeah, it's usually around this time that it happens, bro. Easy. Hmm. Hmm. 
Yeah, and I, and I noticed, and again, you know, I'm not shot, no shout out, or no, not shout out, it's the wrong word. No um, shots fired to anybody that is getting in the game. It, it's something that, hey, if you want to pursue, I'm all for people pursuing their dreams and passion. Just making sure you do it for the right reasons is my thing about it. Um, I don't want people doing it just because they think, oh, it's easy money. I can make a quick, you know, 100 bucks, 200 bucks, whatever you decide to charge or whatever right out the gate it you know it there's a lot more time and effort that go into this um that you just don't see in the background like i said pj i've known him for a long time he's done photo shoots for my kids sporting events to my motorcycle club um anniversary parties photo shoots and like he i know it takes him time like when he does it and then how great he comes out it's just like wow so just know it is gonna take some time doing this um with that being said for you people that are interested in be becoming photographers and want to come into this field, what um, let's start with equipment. What do you recommend, PJ? Because I know, like you said, this is the season. People getting their taxes and looking at cameras. Um, I don't know nothing about cameras, but I do know a camera brand, which is Canon, which seems to be everybody's favorite go-to, I guess, because of pricing. But what do you recommend? Well, it all depends, bro. So when you're coming into photography you're going to look at your main ones and um you know it's different types you got mirrorless cameras you got dslrs you got like you know webcams and your phone cam uh i mean everybody for the main parts usually starts out with the canon rebel t8 t7 t5 i something like that around that um because when you go to stores that's what you see when you go to walmart you see the bundle it's going to give you two lenses and the camera body and a bag and a memory card you know mm -hmm. for five six hundred dollars um i mean that's a good starting point um but i usually tell people that you're going to grow out of that that's what they call a consumer camera which is made for somebody that just wants to take pictures around the house of their family um you know it, you really don't have too much uh leeway you, know, mm. you don't really have too much control of the camera. You don't really have like the correct lenses that you need, but it gives you the lenses to be able to do, you know, the minimal amount. Um, it's a good learning tool. So uh, when people come in and ask me, it's always the first question is, what is your budget? Um, you know, people see the six, seven hundred dollar camera and think that's expensive. But when I tell them, like, yeah, my camera body alone was three thousand, or you know, two thousand, or one of my lenses is twenty two hundred, they're like, oh, that's a whole entire different thing. <laughs> but it all depends on where you want to start at, man. I mean, I usually recommend people, if you're starting out, go ahead and get the Canon, um, the Rebel, because Canons are, you know, what do we call color science, that the colors look great as soon as out of camera. Um, so we tell people to go ahead and go with the, the Canons. Um, we might, I might tell them personally to leave the lenses that they give you alone and, you know, get you like a 50 millimeter 1.8, which is going to cost you like another $100, $150, something like that. Um, um. But that's like the first thing to get. Then I tell them to get a five-in-one reflector. If you hear me talking, this is how you know for the main part. I do this a lot because I get a lot of questions <laughs> of asking. Me oh yeah, I, I'm over here. I'm like, trying to pull them up as you're speaking. And yeah, like you'll see it, man. I tell them just to go ahead and get stuff like that. Get a five-in-one reflector, um, because people don't realize that the science behind photography. You have to learn how to control, how to control, manipulate, and transform light. Um, that's how everything is. That's why when you go to certain events, when you take your school pictures, doesn't matter that you're in the daytime in the building, there's still flashes going off, you know, mm -hmm. uh, even outside. Like you've done photo shoots with me when I take the flash with me. Yeah. You know, we'll have a strobe light. 
even if we're out in the daytime, there's a reason behind it. Um, it's just controlling the light. Um, so when I'm doing my mentoring, I tell them to get your camera, get a 51.8. You get you a piece of fruit and do what's called still photography, and you get you a 5-in-1 reflector. Uh, the 5-in-1 reflector gives you stuff like a, a white side, a black side, a silver side, a gold side, and something that we call a scrim, uh, which is made to diffuse or to uh, to take some of the strength uh, away from the light, how sharp it is. But I tell my people to always mess around with that, figure out how to make that work for you, and that's how you get your start. And so as far as gear-wise, once you get control of, you know, learn how to manipulate light, learning how the camera works in itself, then you can start to move on to hiring stuff. Okay. Yeah, I like that. And just to let you guys know, listeners, for the cameras he's mentioned, Best Buy has a deal, in which I'm going to ask you first off if this is a deal. They have the Canon T7 Rebel um, DSLR, but it also comes with an 18 to 55 millimeter lens for 549. Is that a good deal? All right. So again, remember I told you those are consumer cameras, okay. which means that they're made for the everyday person that's learning. So that is actually a good deal because that's a zoom lens. So that zoom lens gives you a variety of a wide shot, having more uh, in the picture, and then you can zoom down and getting less in the focus on the subject. Perfect. So uh, that that, like I said, was going for five forty nine on Best Buy. The five in one reflectors that he mentioned are going for nineteen ninety nine right now on Amazon. You get the all the colors he said, the white, black, gold, and silver. Um, and then the 50 millimeter 1.8 uh, lens is going for $100 right off of Canon's website. It's on sale right now. It's originally $130. It's down for $30. Instant savings if you buy it today, guys. So that, I mean, in total, you're looking at spending, if you do the 550 plus the 100, you're at 650 with the 20 with taxes, you're probably at like 700 bucks right there starting out. Sounds about right. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that's just the starting point, but, and don't get me wrong. I'm a Sony guy. Um, you know, I have like a Sony a seven four. I have Sony a seven threes, um, just because mm. of certain features that those have. Now those are a, those are mirrorless versus your DSLR, which is a whole entire different thing. Um, well, but let, let me ask around, you really quick before but, you get off that. What's the difference between mirrorless and DSLR? Okay, so I got to get a little nerdy for you, bro. You're fine. So your, DSL, your DSLR has a shutter in it. So you remember back in the days? Ooh, I'm sorry. Getting with this allergies, man. My voice is getting crazy. So if you hear me cough, I do apologize. Uh, remember back watching the old movies? You used to have the guy that would go under the sheet, and then he would move a little, uh, a little sliver from in front of the camera lens, they will pop off a flash and they will put it back. Okay, yeah. So, um, as we uh, progress with science and with mechanical and everything like that, uh, they've created a shutter. So what happens when you take a picture and you hear that click, there is a, a mechanical piece going on inside the camera that opens up, exposes what we call the sensor to the light, and then that piece closes. So that's where you have your DSLR. Um, so while you're looking it up, because I can't remember off the head what DSLR stands for, um, it's a digital single lens reflex, um, which it has a shutter in that opens and closes for you to take your picture. So that's when you, uh, if you're used to hearing the sound of a flash, you hit a, that's the shutter opening and closing. Now, we've progressed with, you know, science. We've got to the point where we don't need that shutter anymore. We're using just the 
just the sensor itself. So that's when you get your mirrorless. Mirrorless means there is no mirror that flips down. What you're seeing uh, through the eyepiece is the actual image itself. Um, because in your DSLR, there is a mirror that flips up and down in front of that shutter. So there's a mirror that flips up and down. When you go with mirrorless, you're looking at just a video feed from the sensor itself. Um, benefits being that when you're taking pictures and you make your adjustments in camera, so if you go into manual mode and you're adjusting your ISO, your aperture, and your shutter, you can see the effects that it has on it instantly. Versus when you're using a DSLR, you have to take a picture, look at the picture that came out, and then make your adjustments to try to get it to what you want. Um, hmm. And that was the reason why I made my upgrade. Because um, like I said before, I was shooting Canon. So uh, I had Canon DSLRs, 1DX, 1D Mark III, um, everything like that. And then my guys came along and they showed me the Sony a7 III. Um, when they showed me the a7 III, there's no mirror. I was able to make adjustments, see what my picture looked like. I knew exactly how it would come out. It looks like a cheat sheet. Um, and you know, you pay for the cheat sheet. So that's how it ended up on the Sony side. But, you know, don't get me wrong. Every brand has, you know, has good qualities. Uh, Nikon being another name that we didn't really talk about has great glass. Um, that's what they're known for. Their camera bodies themselves and the color science. And, um, and then you have Sony. Sony's like that metal man. Okay. Um, you know, they have great colors coming straight out of camera. Uh, Price-wise, they're okay. They're right in the middle. And then you have Sony that has like the, the focusing system. Um, they give you a little bit more uh, features to play with, but it is a, a deeper jump into that line of cameras. Yeah, definitely. And like you said, the, the Sony a7 III is going for, at best buy $2,999. Um, right now they are running a sale, it says, until the 29th you could get it. For $2,799. Also, uh, pretty much $2,800. You get you save $200 if you get it before the 29th. Um, and that is a nice looking camera. I'm looking at it here. And um, I mean, it, it definitely it definitely looks good. I, I definitely... Um, mm, it's a beautiful camera. Now, does this camera... Because I know a lot of people also, you know, when they're looking into it, right? We talked about their reasonings are coming in. Some people want to do it for shooting weddings and stuff does this also do recording or is this strictly just for photography ah so the a7 III um is a great camera so um and this is more nerd talk so sony has different versions they have like your a7 III, which is your combined video and photo camera so it's your all-around camera that for the sony line um then you have the a7s3 which is uh more of a video camera so low light, you can go into like dark, dark areas. If you're at a wedding and they're doing toast and they don't have too much light, that type of thing, the A7S3 is more of a video focused camera. And you have the A7R series. The A7R series is more of a photo. So higher megapixel range, uh, better depth of field, things like that comes in that. So the A7 III is your middleman. Um, you can shoot movies off of it. You can live. I've actually used it. And you know the deal, bro. I used that camera when I was streaming. So remember, you always talk about how clear the image was and everything like that. That was the A7 III. Um, had it mounted, plugged into the computer. Uh, it has a HDMI output. It's a mini HDMI output. Um, 
but you can do conversion and go over it. You can record from it. Uh, you can send audio signals to it, everything like that. Um, even more nerd talk, you can put picture profiles into it as well. So definitely a good a good pickup. If, you're, if you have the budget for it and you're starting off, I usually recommend if you're looking at about a, a you know, a sub 1000, uh, I would say go with the Rebel system. If you're between 1000 and 2000, I would say go with like the EOS R. Um, so you're looking at an R5, R6, something around there. If you're looking at possibly 2K or above, I usually tell people to go with the A73, A74 um, Sony line. So it all depends on what your budget is when it comes to that part. Mm, nice, nice. Now, now that we talked about it, so we moved up, we got the camera, you, you're going in it. You kind of hit it a little bit on how to start practicing. What do you recommend for people how to like start practicing taking photos? I, I know you said something about doing a fruit and then using the the five and one um the five and one uh backgrounds to control yep. your lighting the um yep. the reflectors. There we go. Sorry, it drew a bland yeah, brain fart there. But um, so is that what you recommend to start is shooting fruits or? Uh, so the shooting, the still life photography is more of to learn lighting. Okay. Um, because what happens is, you know, everybody thinks the more light that you have, the better it's going to be for you when it comes to pictures. That's not always the truth. Uh, you know, shooting at 12 noon when the sun is right over, it gives you shadows. So most photographers will want to shoot early in the morning or later in the evening. Ooh, excuse me. Later in the evening, were what they call uh, golden hour. So, but golden hour gives you a little light tint, stuff like that. So you have to learn the camera and learn how to adjust for those. So, uh, I would say to start with the still life, just to learn the mechanics of your camera, to learn the ISO, the aperture, the shutter speed, and then bringing that five arm reflector to learn how to manipulate light. Mm -hmm. As you get further along in that. Um, I mean, depending on what your family life, what your home life is like, if you have kids, man, I know your significant other will hate it, but, you know, start doing shots of your family, you know, simple stuff. If your kids play sports, take it out, you know, when they play sports, if they're running around in the backyard, if you're out at the park, that type of thing, you practice on your family first, you get everything down, mm -hmm. you know, as you get more comfortable, then you start moving over to like family, friends and stuff like that. And then when you get completely comfortable and you think you're, you know, at that point, now you can start promoting and getting yourself out there. Um, always build that portfolio first. So that way, you know, your upcoming clients can possibly see what you can do. Okay. I like that. I like that. So that's, that's a good way to step up. So now you got that you're learning, you're practicing on your cameras. Of course you got to edit these photos, right? So how, how do you recommend people edit? I know some people, you know, now with how great technology is, are editing off of iPads and phones and all that stuff. But what program is the elite program to use? Because I've always hear, um, you know, Adobe software is like the best one to go with. But then other people are like, well, there's other stuff out there, third party programs that are better, um, you know, that are better for editing. You know what I mean? Um, so what I mean, what do you recommend? Because I know right now, I'm trying to think of the name of it. It's, you got them programs like GIMP, G-I-M-P, that allows you to do some editing in it and stuff like that. Yeah, uh, GIMP is one of them. There's there's another one, though, that is, like, really big right now. I've been hearing a lot about, and I, I just... Uh, it's you know, really you know, driving my brain. At this point. 
Um, I mean, it all it all depends. Prisma. Again, everything it just hit me. Sorry, sorry to interrupt you, Prisma. But go ahead. Okay, no, 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 you're good. I mean, I've heard it before. I haven't used it personally. Okay. Um, and myself, man, I mean, it's it's more along the lines of what's the industry standard. Uh, for me, industry standards want to always be Adobe. Now, you got people that use Lightroom and use presets, which means that there is somebody out in the world that had some, you know, preset up settings that they wanted for their pictures and they use those. So people will go into Lightroom, they'll take the images, apply a preset, and then go about their business. Mm -hmm. um, each of the Adobe programs themselves, and only reason why I say that because Adobe itself is a, like I said, it is the industry standard. Uh, most people that you're going to come across is going to be either edit in, in Photoshop. Oh, I'm sorry. They're going to edit in Lightroom and retouch in Photoshop. Um, mm. So people don't understand those two programs play hand in hand with each, uh, with each other. So uh, Photoshop, well, I'm sorry, Lightroom in itself is a, uh, a editing software. It is more of a changing colors, changing uh highlight shadows you know curves that type thing and curves is just a balance like it's a whole entire thing that goes into it uh looking at a histogram which shows you the amount of whites and darks that you have across the board across the spectrum and learning how to manipulate that um so if you've been listening then you're here like the the main thing that comes into this is having to learn how to manipulate light and that's across the board um but you can do that type of stuff with keeping everything simple in lightroom now, when you want to go into photo manipulation, which would be like, uh, you know, if you're taking beauty portraits and you need to remove a blemish or a straight hair, or if you want to tighten up the cheekbones, or if you want to larger lips, change hair color, eye color, stuff like that, uh, people are usually doing that inside Photoshop. So that's why you're here a lot of times when you're doing photo shoots and people, uh, you can Photoshop that, right? Yeah, I can. Um, it's a lot that goes into it. People don't understand that part. It's not as easy, but yes, it's possible. Mm -hmm. um, so for me, just the software itself, uh, if you're starting out, and I've, I'm not even sure what the price is now. It's been painted for so long, but if I believe Adobe is $29.95 uh, for their photography suite, which will give you Lightroom and Photoshop. Um, then they have one that will give you all-inclusive uh, as well, and I believe that's like 49 or maybe $60 at this point. Nah, don't get me tied up to the prices. I'm not promoting for them. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I could tell. Well, I got the prices up. Um, it's called the Creative Cloud All Apps. You get Photoshop. Um, you get one terabyte backup of Photoshop uh, and Lightroom uh, and an app called Photography and Adobe Stock for $54.99 a month. That's the, that's the one right now. Then they have, of course, um, you could just do photo, you could do Photoshop and Lightroom for twenty dollars a month with one terabyte. That's yeah. the most popular. But they're saying the best value is to get you'll get the Illustrator, um, Adobe Express, Premiere Pro, uh, Acrobat Pro, whatever that is, um, Lightroom I mean, and Photoshop. So you get like all the programs for fifty five a month. Yeah, I mean, everything across the board is it's pretty. Uh, to break it down, like I said, Lightroom is more of your uh, retouching, uh, I'm sorry, your editing as far as changing out quick stuff. Uh, Photoshop being your retouching, photo manipulation. Uh, Adobe Premiere is your video software. So that's what a lot of uh, movie companies are using. 
that along with DaVinci, that's a whole entire different video editing software. Um, but Premiere is like the industry standard. Uh, Adobe Audition is for your audio. Ooh. <laughs> I'm sorry, bro. This uh, audio is just killing me to the point where, yeah, rarely talk. But <laughs> You're good. Give me one second, bro. You're good. So he's he's in Virginia, guys. Oh. Bear with him. It's allergy season bad out there. I know. I used to live there. The pollen is crazy. I do not miss that being in Florida. <laughs> Bro, it was crazy out there today. But, yeah, I mean, every every program that Adobe offers, if you do go with the full suite, has its own benefits. And uh, helps with some feature of type of creative. So that's what they call the creative cloud in itself. So, But, yeah. Okay. All right, so now you've got the program. We got the camera. Let's talk about, you know, now you got a little more experience with your family. How do you start out with pricing? Like, how do you know what's a good price, what's not too high? You know how people are. I mean, I've seen you post this before. A lot of people want photos for cheap, and they don't realize there's a lot of work to it. So how do you how do you handle that with the pricing and starting out? So, I mean, when it comes to that, it's just more along the lines of knowing your craft and knowing how much your value we put it in that way mm -hmm. um, for the average person you know you could go to a, what he's called a the Sears or jc penny um you know photo and they'll charge your sitting fee then they'll charge you per image and all that um and i mean you don't really get too much out of it but people see that as being cheaper so they wouldn't really go to your average uh average photographer that's out here that's charging you know Two, three hundred for myself. Uh, session for me is three hundred and fifty per hour. Ten images, which that sounds expensive, but when you think about it, when I return those ten images for you, I'm giving you, you know, the best images that we've captured that day. I'm giving you the printing rights to be able to print those. So the value in that to being able to print those images yourself, versus having a company control the image and the sizes and charge you on that, because if I believe correctly. My first time before even purchasing my camera, I went and did a photo shoot for my son. This is when Kmart was open. And they charged me a $30 sitting fee was just to get in there to take pictures. And then after that, they charged me per sheet, I believe it was like 50 or $60 per sheet. Huh. Each sheet having like a, I believe it was like a, uh, a five by seven, four by sixes, something like that on it. By the time I walked out that building, I had paid three hundred dollars for uh, two poses. That's all. Wow. Some prints. Yeah. So I mean, that's how they get you on that end. But knowing the value of actually being a photographer and knowing yourself, if you're starting out, you know, you're just trying to get your name out. You know, one hundred, two hundred dollars at that point is okay. One hundred, two hundred uh, for like how many pictures though? Uh. I mean, it all depends, bro. It, 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 if you're starting out, the first thing you're going to say is that you're going to give them all the images. Uh, okay. But you have to look at it. If you're giving somebody all the images and say it's not very representative, uh, representing your work correctly, that could be a bad point on you. So, you know, you want to make sure the best images go out. But then if you're going through editing and everything like that of all those images. So say you go to a photo session and you take 150 pictures. Out of that 150 pictures, 100 of them were good. Let's say even 50 of them were good. All right? 
Now, out of that 50, you know, say they charge you, say you charge them $100 for that session. That's $2 per image, right? Now you have to edit that image. So out of those 50, you have to edit 50 images and say you spend 10, 15 minutes on each image. So 10 minutes would be 10 minutes, I'm sorry, 500 minutes pretty much, 50 times 10. 500 minutes broken down. We're not going to do too much math, but nine hours, roughly. That's a lot. So you just, yeah, plus the hour of shooting, plus the travel time and stuff like that. So once you break that down. You really only charge like 80 cents per photo after you put your yeah. time and effort and all that into it. Yeah. And now you see like, is that is that really worth it for you as a photographer? You wasted the time. And that's the thing that people don't understand. The time that goes into actually a photo shoot, just because you've only spent that hour with that photographer, doesn't mean that that's the only time that he spends with the camera. No. Mm. Now that person, like, you know, you said you're making 80 things per image. But now, like, you know, per hour for nine hours, 10 hours at $100, that's $10 per hour. That's not even minimum wage at this point. Yeah. So you have to factor in all your costs because at that point now you also have to factor in the cost of the camera. You know, the car, the camera depreciates as soon as you buy it. It depreciates. It's like a car. Mm -hmm. As soon as you take it so off the, the lot, it's going down in value. <laughs> it, it's, it's going down. So the cost of the camera, the cost of the software to be able to do everything, you know, the cost of gas, the cost of memory cards, the cost of lights, all that stuff has to be recouped before you even make a profit. If you're doing that at 80 cents per image, this will take you forever. So you have to think about that. So I'll tell people to calculate their hard costs and how much they want to make per hour. Uh, so for example, if you want to make roughly, you know, $25 per hour, okay. Um, I tell people to calculate the the time it's going to take for editing is calculated how you would do, would do in college for every hour of uh, classroom time there's three hours of studying so for every hour of shooting there's another three hours of editing right mm -hmm. so if that's the case and you want to make you know 25 50 dollars an hour i say 25 if that's the case you have to charge 100 dollars for a session but like i said we already broke that down to where after you're giving away all these images it's not worth it yeah no it doesn't and you drop down on the amount of images that you give away because that's the amount of time that you spend editing. Um, and like me, I've got to the point, bro, where I outsource my editing. I don't want to personally pay. I don't want to actually edit and sit down and do the work because that's time I can be spending with my family. Or, you know, if you're single, you can be putting back into your lifestyle. You can be putting back into the business. So you start outsourcing and you see how much these people charge to edit pictures. You work that into your pricing. Um, you set up a contract with the local editor, and then you can go in and say for every image that you need edited, he charged you two, three dollars. Oh, okay, wow. ten okay. images. Yeah, ten images at that point. That's thirty dollars. And does he pick the but images, or you send him the ten images that you want him to edit? You send him the ten images, so you take the okay. time to call. And the call means for us means to sort out, <clears throat> to sort the images, and pick out our best ones. And then we send them off to him. He edits, and then he sends it back to us within a week. We send them off to the client. And we tell the client, here's your gallery. And then that's more stuff you got to pay for. You got to pay for the storage. You have to pay for the online gallery. 
Um, but we tell our client, here, here's your gallery, here's your download pin. Download them to a drive, print them out as much as you like. If you want our print lab to print them out for you, which is a possibility, you can go through this website and boom, you'll print them, they'll ship them, put them directly. But that stuff that has to be worked out in itself is not just, you know, not just coming to the game. It takes time to learn that part. Mm. Man, that's, that's really, really good info there. That I mean, I, I didn't even know you could outsource editing. That is uh that is so cool to know. I mean, there's so much into it as you go, as you see. Um I mean that that is great advice you've given these people. I we do appreciate it. Uh one final thing I have for that, you know, now we talked about you got your camera, you got your editing, practicing, you got your starting out pricing, you can outsource your editing once you get a little better. I guess the final step is like how do you market yourself? to get out there besides family, family and friends, of course, like how do you, how, how do you recommend people to market themselves to get out there to be, be known people to call them and stuff like that? So the best way to market yourself is to be yourself. Um, you have to promote for yourself. You have to know your value. You have to go out and talk to people. My first client was the, uh, Navy SEAL Foundation, simply walking in on a weekend, and I'm a FedEx driver if you haven't told them, or if they don't remember from the last episode, but I'm a FedEx driver. Um, so simply by me going in and me working already on the weekends, shooting weddings and stuff, but me talking to the people there became one of my longtime clients. We are in business now at this point for seven years. I've been shooting them, I'm sorry, business for 10 years, going on 11. We've been shooting them for seven years. Mm. Um but it's always talking, uh, carry business cards, always talking to people. When you see another photographer on the street, you know, go and talk with them. You can get information from them, you know, some knowledge on how, you know, the, the business works. But uh, do meetups, uh, promote yourself on Instagram. When you're doing a photo shoot, if you have an assistant, have them snap a couple pics. Post it to Instagram, use your tags. Uh, Facebook, use your tags. Post your work, put it into different groups. Uh, on IG, uh, sorry, groups on Facebook, post them on IG, however, uh, you know, and then they're always like the Facebook groups and they're always somebody posting to ask about photographers. They want family pictures. They want this picture. They want pictures of their kids for baseball. They want pictures of their kids for football. However, um, you know, you always make sure that you're out there promoting yourself. Um, you can pay people to do it, but nobody knows how your brain works they don't know how your work is going to come out because you're the creative so it's better for you to do it show up to simple symposiums you know if you're out doing a photo shoot everybody around is looking at you one because there's a photo shoot going on so somebody sees a camera they're ready to hop in front of it uh but you know for me personally i wear my company brand logo on my shirt Wherever I am, on a regular day basis, you will see me in a creative shirt. It'll either be my logo on the back or it will say creative on the front or creative on the left uh, left side of my chest. But you will see it. I will have a hat on that says creative. I'm always marketing, promoting myself. Um, as a brand, you have to build and market yourself as well. So with you doing that on you know social media itself, doing it out in the public, talking to people, letting people know who you are, you can now uh, grow your brand and start getting more clients when it comes to shooting. 
Nice. Nice. Well, listen, we appreciate your time. We do. Um, thank you so much for coming back up here and sharing your wisdom. Like I said, I've spoken to so many people in the last few days that are just, they're telling me, hey, I'm getting into this, you know, um, you ever need to shoot done this and that. And I'm just like, oh, that's what's up. That's cool. Blah, blah. You know, I, I, I listen to you guys. Don't think I'm not listening to you guys. I do listen to you, but you know, my main photographer is this man here. But listen, I will pay for him to fly down to take our photo shoots. That's how great he is. So let them know, PJ, how they All can right, re so. get. <laughs> listen, man, let them know how they could get in contact with you um, if they wanted to do photo shoots if they're in the Hampton Roads area. Uh, pretty simple, man. If you're ever looking for, you know, just to get me to come out to shoot, anything like that, you can go to our website at Creative Impress. It's C R E A T I V E I M E R E S S dot com. Um, and you can see our work. You can see what we've done. You can submit an inquiry there. Um, you know, you can actually follow us on Facebook, the same exact thing. IG, the same exact thing, Creative Impress. Uh, and then, man, I usually give out my business number, 757-354-1321, um, that you can shoot me a text or however, if you got any questions, and then we can even go from looking from that way. Man, yes, sir. I appreciate that. I am on his website as we speak, creativeimpress.com, and just the front page of his website is already like, wow this guy is on another level type deal so we do appreciate you again coming through and taking a moment to speak with our future photographers in here and even future in the probably distance future photographers i want to join that are going to hear this and know how to get started what they recommend or what at least you recommended going through so we do appreciate it for anybody else that has any questions by all means if you can't get a hold of him you can always send us a message at cut the crap with two p's one at gmail.com so that's c-u-t-t-h-e-c-r-a-p-p-1 one at gmail.com um and just send us a mess email you can message us on discord facebook tiktok instagram also shoot us a personal message if you have our phone numbers and we'll be more than happy to pass any questions you have along to him also, if you have any other just questions, general questions or stuff you guys want to know about, reach out to us as well. Uh, any final words you have to say, PJ, before we close this out? Uh, man, the same thing I tell everybody, bro. When you're out here trying to get, uh, you know, information on whatever craft or hobby or business that you want to start, don't be afraid to walk up to somebody and ask them. Uh, we're in this generation where you can learn a lot of stuff on YouTube, but there's people out here that has experience. Um, with different parts of whatever you know field it is that if you sit down and ask them i'm pretty sure they'll talk to you but just never be afraid to ask questions all right well definitely we appreciate that and for everybody else i hope you guys have a great rest of your night or a great rest of your day actually if you're listening to this during the day great rest of your week as always we will catch you next week peace